Okay, now, yesterday, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani uh, appeared on Hannity. Now, keep in mind, Hannity, of course, uh, is effectively an apologist for, well, not effectively, he is an apologist for uh, President Trump. So that was the venue that Rudy Giuliani and the team chose to reveal that Cohen, when he said that he paid $130,000 to Stormy out of his own personal money and mortgaged the house, that that's basically a crock, that that was a lie. And that the president said that he had no idea when he was on Air Force One, no idea, don't know her, uh, and or she's a liar, uh, nope, don't know anything about the payment, none of that happened. Well, it turns out, well, maybe he knew about the payment, but it's admitted now that the president did pay for it, but he reimbursed Cohen, and clearly this is to skirt the allegation that this was a uh, an election law violation. So, with all that said and done, uh, we have John Thomas, who joins us uh, all all things political, especially the Trump world. John, good morning, and thanks for jumping in. Uh, good morning, Bill. Okay, now, all right. First of all, uh, this was well thought out. This was strategic, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, this was not an accident. They, cho- they chose the venue of Hannity because they knew that Hannity would give Giuliani the runway to make his argument. And then essentially agree with it, whatever whatever that argument was. So that it was strategic. Uh, there were a couple things at play here. Um, there is the the uh, the way to look at it is what Giuliani is that actually uh, possible possibly true that it wasn't an election uh, campaign violation because it's Trump's personal funds. Number number one and number two is the broader thing we're seeing here is. It was a clear shift in legal strategy that the president and his team made last night in the sense that uh, if Michael Cohen, in fact, did not violate any uh, campaign election laws by making this payment to Stormy, that might ease pressure off of Cohen, who's under massive amounts of pressure from Mueller, as well as the state of New York, that he might not roll on the attorney-client privilege on Trump if they don't have that hatchet on him. Well, and it won't be, uh, I mean, the attorney-client privilege, Cohen can't do anything about if it's legitimately just attorney-client privilege, unless there was a law that was broken. And there, now we go back to the finance finance campaign law. I mean, this is pretty technical stuff we're talking about, but it's, well, it but is, it's a big uh, deal because it's still a violation if they find that. Well, it is. So I can basically the 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 debate we're going to see over the next week on this. I mean, I live and breathe this stuff. I'm not an election attorney. However, um, you know, I deal with these kinds of issues all the time, whether I'm, you know, making a decision for a campaign or, quite frankly, catching an opponent breaking the campaign laws. And, and essentially the, the way Giuliani is framing it is uh, this hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment to Stormy Daniels was done over a period of, I think they said, six payments, six monthly payments to Cohen to reimburse him. Uh, It started, yes, before the election, and it concluded after the election. Uh, And therefore, this is Trump's private doing, had nothing to do with the election, and therefore it couldn't be violating campaign finance laws. All right, so go ahead. The Democrats are going to make the argument that this was, in fact, 
even if Trump did uh, make the payment and it was Trump's money, that Trump broke the law because he didn't report a, a campaign, a loan to the campaign uh, of $130,000 because the fact that Stormy didn't speak was directly affecting the election. The problem with that is you're trying to prove a negative. Right. You're trying to prove something that might have affected the election if it did happen. Yeah, it's a very hard thing. I, I, I think what the, the argument is going to rest on is this. Trump and his team, and this is terribly awkward from a public relations standpoint, but if Trump and his team can prove that he's made similar kinds of hush payments in the past in his private life when he wasn't a candidate for office, he can argue that this is just something he does, irrespective of election season. But if it was the first time that he ever did something like this, I think the left has an argument that it is, in fact, an illegal loan to the campaign. All right. So uh, in terms of the strategy aspect of this, uh, and clearly they chose this path. uh, And so here's what I'm going to ask. I'm assuming that the decision to have Giuliani go on Hannity and admit that the money was paid, they're more frightened of a violation of the campaign laws than they are in uh, the accusation that Trump is just lying through his teeth. Uh, That doesn't hurt him. It doesn't hurt him because everybody knows he's a liar. Right. It, it doesn't hurt him. And, and, and as it relates to Stormy, you know, you've chosen your corner on the issue and not so much of whether or not you believe Stormy or you believe Trump. You've chosen your corner whether or not you care about this issue at all. And so the Trump campaign said, OK, you know, we're 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 just going to you know take our licks for the next week of the news cycle. But we don't think that this is going to hurt us at all with our voters because they've also probably done extensive uh, political poll testing on this issue and they know whether or not their voters care about this and they also know whether or not their voters uh think trump's uh fudging of the truth to put it politely matters to them i think they don't they don't believe that at all they don't believe that uh, they care how about the independence and more importantly the effect it may have on the midterms uh because he already has his voters and i know you're involved with people that are pro-trump and it doesn't matter uh they've uh they have actually stapled themselves to Donald Trump, whether he's a liar, whether he's not a liar, whether he screwed Stormy uh, Daniels, whether he didn't. It didn't matter. But how about the swing votes? It's it's not quite they don't move in unison on that kind of stuff. So there will be some people that uh, that Donald Trump's relationship with the truth will will affect their vote but i don't believe that this stormy uh revelation is is that was already baked in the cake is what i'm saying if you didn't like donald trump because of his relationship with the truth you weren't with donald trump uh this is just the latest in the series i think if i had to make a generalization of just looking at those swing voters they are people that are worried about putting food on the table for their kids they're worried about getting their kids to their soccer game they're not they don't give a rip about a porn star that the, the president may or may not have had sex and the with fact a while that the ago. president and the fact that the president lies uh, and it, no, they don't care because yeah, I know. Bill, they're looking at their own personal situation of are do they have economic security do they feel that we're at war or we're getting safer are, are is there is their situation improving is it is it at stasis or is it getting worse all right John That's simply how they look all right we're going to talk tomorrow you're going to be in we're going to talk about Cambridge Analytica out of business. And uh, so that's uh, happening tomorrow. John, thank you. Thanks, Bill. Greatly appreciate it. All right.